Welcome to the Multiply Your Success podcast, where each week we help growth-minded entrepreneurs and franchise leaders take the next step in their expansion journey. I'm your host, Tom Dufour, CEO of Big Sky Franchise Team. And as we open today, I'm going to talk about this idea called strategic narrative. And if that phrase is new to you, well, you're not alone. Before actually recording this episode with our guest, I'd never heard the phrase before, and candidly, hearing it, I had no idea. It was just a best guess to know what it actually meant. And if you're in the same boat with me, then you're going to love today's episode in which we unpack this idea of strategic narrative and how it can help catapult your brand and your marketplace position. Our guest today is Guillaume Viat, and he is the author of Strategic Narrative, a simple method that business leaders can use to make everyone understand their business, get behind it, and believe in it. His company, MetaHelm, guides CEOs, founders, and business owners to align teams and accelerate innovation adoption. He's a former big firm strategy consultant. Guillaume has founded four companies. He's sought after by senior executives of companies like Alaska Airlines, the Gates Foundation, Generations for Peace, AIG, L'Oreal, Spencer Stewart, Gap, Google, Microsoft, and the U.S. and French governments. Needless to say, he's fantastic. You're going to love this interview, so let's go ahead and jump into my interview with Guillaume Viat. Well, my name is Guillaume Viat, and I'm the principal and founder of MetaHelm. MetaHelm is a strategy consulting firm based in Seattle. You can hear from my accent that I'm not from the United States originally. I'm from France. I'm from Normandy, in fact. Ah, okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you for being here. I'm so grateful. And, you know, one of the things I really wanted to just kind of jump into right away is a lot of really geared toward what you do. You have a book out called Strategic Narrative. And I would just like to talk about this concept of strategic narrative. It's new to me. I've never really heard about it. And so I'd love for you to share and, and give a little overview. Have you, Tom, uh, so I'll start with the question. Have you ever heard a business person say, you know, we have to have our story straight. We have to tell our story, something like yes, that. Yes, of course, of course. Okay, so it's a pretty common uh, you know, thing to say in the business world. And that's something I started saying myself, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. I've been an entrepreneur for, for over 23 years now. And I, I really love this concept. And at first thought that, yeah, you have to be a great storyteller and you have to have a company story. And I even made this my job to help other entrepreneurs come up with their story until I realized that actually there is a big misunderstanding behind this concept. Few people really understand it. We think it's cool. There is a lot of buzz around it. But what's really underneath this is that what you should be focusing on if you are an entrepreneur and you want to scale your business is not build one story, but a system of stories. And that's what I call a narrative. I make a difference between a story and a narrative. And most people you know, kind of use it interchangeably in their daily speak. Um, but there are significant differences between a story and a narrative. So a narrative is a system of stories. And if you design that system intentionally, and if, you, if you're really careful, what it does for you is that you open up people people's mind to join you on new opportunities. I like to say that people will buy a story. They'll be they'll be happy to buy a story, but will, they will almost die for a narrative. 
and 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 you know when when you hear you know the narrative about society about economy the narrative about artificial intelligence the narrative about retail i mean i'm just giving examples here you kind of you kind of hear this like it's the general tone and the general message for a specific topic and few entrepreneurs know that they are actually in charge of building that same overall message and conversation about their business. So it's different than just saying, hey, we have a story, right? A story maybe is like, where do we come from? And and what, what product do we have? No, a narrative that system, carefully system, designed system that takes you, your business to the next level. Hmm. Well, that's really interesting. And, uh, you know, it makes me think a little bit about this idea that's been popular, you talked about some story ideas like a story brand, for example, and some of these other programs. How is that maybe similar or the same uh, to what you're describing here? It sounds like the story is just a part of a narrative, which is a multi-story um, uh I, I don't even know. Uh, narrative, I guess, it's, is your Yeah, it's a multi-story. Sure. Let's call it a system. It's a multi-story system. So great. So yeah, story brands, very popular, awesome concept and book by Donald Miller that I have, you know, studied and 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 tried to implement. And that type of approach is great if you have a business that is well established, that is in a category that is probably already defined. You know, you're not really a great you're not really so much into disrupting a market and a great innovator, um, but but you're you're doing something that requires you know marketing, you know heavy emphasis on, on marketing. But what this what this approach doesn't cover is something that helps businesses that are about adaptation in an industry that are that are into adaptive things that are into disrupting into you know, really high gear innovation and that not only just cater to their customers, but also caters to a team that they need to mobilize, um, you know, a set of investors, a community that they need to uh, to bring in to be successful and obviously the founder. Yeah. Well, uh, so on your website in preparation for this, you have this little video that I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing all the way through, but I was fascinated by the first few minutes of kind of this idea of the story and the narrative uh, and and really alignment that you talk about mm. in alignment with your company team you were using yep. these arrows as kind of alignment and showing what it kind of looks like so would you mind talking about how what what the what what alignment is why it's critical what what that means and how uh, i'm assuming the strategic narrative helps create that alignment yeah, that's the purpose of a strategic narrative is to mobilize people in a way that helps them go the same direction. And when I say people, you may just shrink it to just your team. No, I mean everyone. People means your team, your customers, your partners, your whole ecosystem. So uh, in my book, I represent people visually as arrows. And uh, I, you know, I say if... Uh, if people are arrows, you know, they use arrows go in a certain direction at a certain intensity. They are vectors. People are vectors. And so on a daily basis, you know, if I am if I am doing something for my company, say I'm 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 here, I'm I'm thinking about a new product, you know, I do it in a direction that hopefully is aligned to the purpose of the company, the mission, the goal of the company, and what we're trying to achieve, maybe in terms of profitability or or market presence and so on. And so I do this 
And all my decisions throughout the day and throughout the, the week are going to be driven by something that is unconscious, that is the narrative, something that I'm not going to necessarily challenge because I've got stuff to do. And so that's true. If that's true for one person, imagine what it, what it does when you have 10 or 100 or 1,000 people and we're all driven, you know, all our decisions are driven by, by something that is a narrative. So if, if that narrative is different, slightly different, for, for people in a company in, in an organization what you can picture and that's that's a visual that I have in my book is a whole bunch of arrows that goes a, a, a thousand directions and in fact there is research around this topic and um, people have researched and, and that's a data point that is available out there in companies of about a thousand people in on average only 10 percent 10 percent of employees know exactly where the company is headed the rest is kind of knows or make a lot of assumptions and kind of goes with the flow and, you know, kind of goes by, but doesn't show up to work with that engagement and that mobilizing factors that makes them make the better decisions and in a more uh, powerful way, I would say, right? It's orientation and, and direction. So a strategic narrative helps you fix this problem and you may have a great product or service you may have great marketing you know hr processes finance processes but this is going an extra notch this is this is going to provide to you as a, as an entrepreneur as a successful entrepreneur the method and the means to really align and make all those arrows go in the same direction that's the whole point right there i see interesting and you you were talking about I'm just playing out in my mind. If 10% of your your team on mm -hmm. average, roughly, mm -hmm. know the general direction, right? They know that narrative. They're able to communicate it. They understand it. Mm -hmm. uh, just thinking about how many people, let's say your customers are, or prospective customers or maybe some key stakeholders or uh, key players in your community or vendors or suppliers that are communicating every day with your yeah. staff and nine out of 10 of them are not aligned. That seems <laughs> problematic that we're all facing. So how, how do you help overcome that? Well, I look at this as a 360 degrees approach. Again, you know, this is a, a departure from traditional business storytelling, which is more linear. You know, a story has a beginning, a middle and an end. And my approach is 360 degrees and it has a, a narrative has a beginning, a middle, but no end. And that's a, by design, that's on purpose. So first of all, you have to be in that mindset. That's the first step. Then I come in with a, with a view that represents your, 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 your system of stories and your ecosystem into four areas. The first one is you. The second one is your, is your, uh, is your community. The third one is your team. And the fourth one is your customer. And what we want to do in this, uh, in this you know, context, I call this the strategic narrative canvas, is define what are the key stories that are going to help people really make sense of what your company uh, wants to do. So I'll give you an example. Let's say, uh, and that's, that's a client of mine who's really innovative and they constantly uh, build new features to their product. They constantly launch new products there in the technology space. And when it comes to uh, launching those, uh, those new products, what they do is that they build a product story, which means that they are going to assume that the product exists already and they're going to collaboratively write together the press release for when the product comes out. 
right? And then they're going to take that document. So it's it's by design a very short document, one to two pages. And you know the say, you know, I didn't have time to write a shorter letter. Two pages, a two pages document to, to describe a product is, is, is a little bit of a challenge, can be a little bit of a challenge. And then they're going to test their assumptions and see if their team their, their potential customers get excited about this product. And un until they get excited about this idea, features, product, whatever this might be, they're not going to start the, 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 the product development process. So that's that's an example of what you can do with a, with a strategic narrative in the product development dimension of that narrative. But there are so many other examples. You could, do, you could, you could apply the same approach, the same thinking for recruitment, for, ex for instance. Yeah, well... Where's a place when you're working, you have a, a great list of clients you've worked with, well-known brands. And mm -hmm. uh, most of our clients that we work with, and even folks that oftentimes are listening in, they're leaders of maybe small to mid-sized businesses that are tuning in. What's a place maybe someone could start or just get introduced and start, get this strategic narrative going in their business? How, how do you recommend someone do that? Well, there is. So first of all, um, this is something that is the leader's responsibility to do. So number one, don't delegate this. Do not hire an agency, for instance, and just say, well, you, you write our stories for us. That's all thinking. It can work once your strategic narrative is established to communicate what this narrative is about externally. But first of all, you have to realize that this is your job. This is your responsibility. So I like to say, um, don't do it. Uh, you should do it on your own uh, and, and start. Not necessarily do it alone. So the first place is there. So you want to maybe bring in your team and go over um, a set of basic fundamental stories. The first one is the origin story. And you may say, well, we, we know where we come from. We, we know where this, you know, we know why we, we started this company. Well, great. You're in, a, you're, in a, you're in a good spot, but you would be surprised that, you know, by, by actually rehearsing how we tell that specific origin story, people will actually learn and will remember details that helps them align their decision and see where the company comes from and where the company is going. Another example um, of, of the kind of story you need to build collaboratively as a team is what I call your perspective story. It's really about owning the opinion of the business in your market. And when you have ownership of a specific point of view, you create a very differentiating presence in your market. So uh, some very, very uh, famous example would be uh, Google's 10 things we know to be true. You can, you can look it up. It's one page on Google's website that tells in 10, 10 short paragraphs what the perspective of the company is. So if you don't have something like this, I highly recommend that you start sitting down and jotting down maybe what are the 10 things you know to be true and maybe maybe come up with your own manifesto or, or, or your own um, set of beliefs. You know, this, this takes a little bit of time, but what's in place and once you've invited your team to co-design this with you and maybe some clients, it's really, really powerful because people will really put their fingerprints on something that now they own and that makes them accountable and responsible on a daily basis. So these are just, you know, a couple steps that you can start with. Yeah, this is brilliant. And just thinking of an organization, just just it literally just draws a line in the sand to say, 
we are standing for something and and that something probably already exists in some way, shape or form at the organization. There's maybe it's unspoken. It just hasn't been articulated in a certain way, but it really makes it clear now what that is going to be. Yeah, it makes it clear. And Tom, you know, uh, many people, you know, will assume that what I'm talking about is building a product. They'll think, oh yeah, okay, we we'll write our origin story, we'll write our perspective story. And once we have that, we're done. We can move on. And we'll post that on our website and that's it. Actually, what I'm talking about is different. I'm talking about a practice. I'm, I'm talking about the practice of revisiting those stories, telling them over and over, adding other new people's version of those stories and seeing how they evolve over time. Let me give you an example. I work with this company in France called Kestio. Uh, it's a mid-sized company uh, and they, they do, uh, they're, they're into business development. And it's about 10 or 12 years old now. And I work with the founder. I've been working with the founder for a few years. And we did, we redid that exercise of the origin story not very long ago, actually a year, a year, year plus ago, we did it. And he had un- he had not realized, and he did uncover a specific defining moment in his background, in his history, um, that actually completely reset the whole strategy of the organization. And as a result, they grew they grew over fifty percent in twenty twenty one. He completely repositioned the company because he had realized that he forgot an essential element for why they why they exist really. And that thing in particular was the moment when him as a young salesperson in his early 20s, he was selling uh, consumer goods to uh, retail chains. He realized that he didn't get the proper training and proper coaching. And although he he was also a professional athlete at the time and got so much coaching, it's like, you know, why is that that in, in sports and music and entertainment, we get all those great coaches, but in sales, we're kind of left to our own demise. Yeah, we have maybe a training here and there and, and maybe some incentives sometimes, but the level of coaching is drastically different. So he he realigned his whole company around this moment that he had experienced and started started actually breathing life through it. You know, on podcasts, he started writing about it. He's he starting doing his um, internal retreat around this concept in this moment. And that that was a huge click and aha moment for people. So they they started to really understand why this company existed. Why it was to help many other folks that probably experienced the same imbalance in their in their job as a salesperson. So that, that's a great example. That's a great example, and I, I appreciate you sharing that. Well, Guillaume, uh, what I'd love to do at this point here is take a few minutes and transition to ask the same questions we ask every guest when they come on to the okay. show. And the first question is, uh, have you had a miss or two in your career and something you've learned from it? Yeah, I think one of my misses is not to have invested financially early enough in my career. And being so, uh, you know, being a, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, passionate, curious, diehard entrepreneur, being so focused on, on my product and developing it and, and not building wealth for the future early enough. Just believing too soon that, yeah, I had the best magical thing in my hand and that it would, it would work uh, you know, by itself. So that's one of them. Yeah, great. Great. Well, how about on the other side? Let's talk about a make or two and and uh, and something you'd like to highlight. 
Well, one of the one of the big one for me is uh, the international presence and reach that I have, and that's due to the fact that I immigrated here in the United States in 2008, in the middle of the Great Recession. I had to completely reinvent myself. Nobody could read my experience, my background, my resume, and I had to start over and, and, and really, you know, transition successfully, uh, establishing myself in a culture that is not mine, with a language that is not my native language. And and rebuilding that trust, that presence, uh, you know, little by little. That's that's really a huge achievement for me. Another achievement is is to have actually built my own narrative and own a point of view that is differentiating from anybody else in my space. And being able to teach it at at universities. I teach at the University of Washington. I teach in France. I teach remotely in different countries. And being able to help other entrepreneurs and you know sometimes very successful entrepreneurs not not just startups but i'm talking about very successful entrepreneurs so these are kind of the couple big big things um and you know being trusted by big brands i think uh is a big make for me you know i work with companies like microsoft alaska airlines l'oreal spencer stewart and being able to transfer uh, the learnings from working with those big accounts to smaller, maybe mid-sized companies who are not at that level yet, but aspire to get there one day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And let's talk about a multiplier. This is probably my favorite question we ask, <laughs> us our, ask our guests because we get such a, a wide range of responses. So I'd love to know, have you used a multiplier in growing yourself or your company or in your career that you can share? So here is how I define mine, is being able to live in the zone of productive disequilibrium. Always on the edge, always looking for the discomfort that helps me take resonated risks. Mm. Well, um, I'm glad you've mentioned that because I had written down here a quote I saw on your website. And so I want to just kind of spin off before we get to the last question, just ask you here, um, you, you wrote on your website, I'm here to make you comfortably uncomfortable. And I want to push your way of thinking to build and refine the way you communicate your strategic narrative. And so that really stood out to me. And so I'd love for you to talk about that. I think it ties into what you were just sharing here. Well, my multiplier is exactly about walking my talk here. And so what you see on my website, I leave it every day, every every hour, every minute. And what I'm talking about is the ability to take, to look at your business. So the metaphor I use is to climb on the balcony of the dance floor. Your business, imagine your, your business is a dance floor with a lot of people you know, doing things. They're, they're, they're moved, they're plays, they're, it's, it's vibrant, you know, it's going 100 miles an hour, 200 miles an hour. And, and get, going to that zone of, Productive disequilibrium is getting to the balcony, looking at it and saying, okay, there are things we need to change. There are truths that are not be told, uh, that are not told yet. There are elephants in the room. There, there, there are moves we should be making on our market or, or in the way we run our business that requires, that are bold, that requires courage, right? How can we make those moves without killing our business, of course. That's not the intent. The, the whole intent is to evolve the business, to, to adapt through the changes outside and inside. But this requires really the courage to, uh, yeah, to make some, some tough decisions sometimes. So 
many people think, okay, building a strategy now is just like a story. You write stuff, you know, it's 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 a it's a writing exercise. Yeah, marketing can do that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a leadership move. I'm talking an act of leadership, not an act of literature. A narrative is about making decisions that you know will polarize people sometimes that will make people upset because change is is is, is hard they're going to have to lose something maybe lose their their zone of comfort maybe lose you know their autonomy they lose their status but that's what happens when a business grows yeah oh that's beautiful thank you for sharing that and um well the final question we like to ask every guest is what does success mean to you the word success evokes the word intentionality. To me, success is becoming who you are supposed to become, doing what you're supposed to do. And in the business realm, it's about building a company that impacts people the way it's supposed to impact people. It's all about, you know, I'm a strategist, Tom. I'm a marketing strategist. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a leadership coach. So I think about this thing all day long is, are you doing the things you wanted to do? Are you really executing the strategy you wanted to, you were, you know, are you actually accountable, committed to your biggest dreams? So that's what success means to me. Whatever, whatever the dream is, the big can be small, big here in the United States or all over the planet. That's your choice. But what really matters is helping more people accomplish and being aligned with their dreams. Yeah, great. Well, as we bring this to a close, Guillaume, is there anything you are hoping to share or maybe get across that you haven't had a chance to yet? I feel like I talked a lot, but um, one of the things I like to say is, you know, um, I'm a jazz musician. I'm a jazz musician and in jazz, we think, most people see jazz as like this joyful, unorganized, you know, kind of chaos. No, actually, jazz is very much uh, driven by systems, principles. And one of them is listening. And it's the anti, it's the, it's the complete opposite of control. And what I like to say is that if you want to build a great company, if you want to build a great strategic narrative, you have to let go of control because control is for beginners. Mm, that is brilliant. Well, Guillaume, how can someone learn more about if they're interested in saying, wow, I love what he's saying. I want to learn more, maybe get involved, maybe buy a copy of your book. What's the best place for people to do that? Well, my book is available for free and you don't even have to put an email because I don't like to spam. So uh, I will not spam because I won't even have your email. And uh, you, to get this book, it's simple. You go to strategicnarrative.com, strategicnarrative.com. And you let on my company on my company page, you'll see a photo of me and, and you'll see book and you click there and read the book. It's a very short book. It's a fast read that is uh, the feedback I've gotten is that's pretty thought provoking and people uh, take action based on that. And if you want to talk more, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn or just shoot me an email. Guillaume, thank you so much for a fantastic interview. And let's go ahead and jump into today's three key takeaways. So takeaway number one is just the definition of what strategic narrative is. And strategic narrative is essentially a system of stories about your brand. So you have your own story. You maybe have heard that. We have to have our own story or tell our own story, or have a consistent story. And what Guillaume says is, well, that's 
correct, but it's actually a series or a whole system of stories that work together about your brand. And so I thought that was a phenomenal takeaway just to help explain what that is. Takeaway number two, strategic narrative helps create alignment within your team. And he said that on average, only about 10% of employees know the direction of where the company's going. So the str- having a clear strategic narrative allows you to create alignment with customers, your staff, your community, and even with yourself. And he gave that analogy of viewing people or thinking of them like arrows. And which direction are those arrows pointing? Are they all pointing in the same general direction? Are they lined up? Are they pointing backwards, upside down, all the different angles? How does that look? How is that structured at your organization? And strategic alignment helps get them all trying to point in the same direction and lined up in doing so. Takeaway number three is uh, when he talked about what success means to him, and he said, for him, it's becoming who you are supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to do, and building companies that are supposed to impact people the way that those companies are supposed to impact people. I loved that takeaway. And now it's time for today's win-win. And today's win-win is when Guillaume talked about the first step to creating your own strategic narrative. And the first part of that is that the leader, for you as the leader, you cannot delegate this. You need to do this yourself and be very active in the creation of it. And then part two of this first step is to really develop and be very clear about your origin story. I thought that was a very simple great first step to take. That's the episode today, folks. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. And remember, if you or anyone you know might be ready to franchise their business or take their franchise company to the next level, please connect with us at BigSkyFranchiseTeam.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to having you back next week.